0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. All right. So the first time I saw this, I asked myself, what's my excuse? And that's the question I want to ask you today. What's your excuse? Why can't you accomplish that thing that you believe God has placed in your heart? For him, there's no school for this. You know that, right? Oh, let me go to the school where they learn how to use the typewriter. Most people don't even know what a typewriter is today. My children certainly don't know what a typewriter is. (laughs) Say, what's that? Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Uh, Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you. You have given us so much gifts, so much blessings from on high. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will open our eyes of understanding to that deep reserve that is within us, that we may begin to pull them up and make a difference in our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So a lot of people complain that the reason I can't accomplish anything great in life is because there's nobody to help me. This guy didn't have anyone to help him. He helped himself. There is something you can do. There is something I can do to make a difference in this life. And uh, the prayer that uh, Pastor Joyce led us to pray it uh, just fits right into what we're talking about this morning very nicely. Amen? Because there is no mountain too high, no valley too deep that can keep you from getting to your destination in life. The demon has not been born. Amen? That scripture, Isaiah 54, uh, verse 17, is a, I don't know what translation that is, but that's a very good translation. It says, no weapon that is planned to be used against you, something to that effect. You know, will work. It will not work. Amen? It will not work. You know, one of the things I'm very confident about in life is that every, well, I want to say every parent, but I'm going to say every normal parent, all right, want their children to be great in life and be better than them. Yeah, most, most, most parents are kind of sort of like that. And it's scriptural because God himself, the Bible says God delights in the prosperity of his saints, of his children. God wants us to do well. God wants you to excel. God wants me to excel. And it's very, very important that we all know this. When you read Ephesians chapter 3 and the 20th verse, the Bible says that God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may think or ask of him according to the power that is already at work in us. So the, God has put his power in you and I to enable us to accomplish those things that we're looking at and we're saying, I can't. If that man born with severe cerebral palsy couldn't even move the chest uh, pieces by himself, he's Using two hands to point to the spot where he wants them to move the chess piece on his behalf. That's a man that has refused to be held back. That's a man that has refused to be limited. That's a man that has said, in spite of it all, I'm going to do something great in life. Can you imagine you and I are watching him this morning? Some of you have the video on, your, uh, on the church app. And I'm sure you're going to play it for others to say, have you seen this? Check this out. I praise the Lord. And uh, I, I must say here, uh, we apologize. I'm told that uh, iPhone users were not able to download the church app. We've uh, resolved it uh, by next week sometime. Uh, Apple should restore it and you should be able to, uh, to access it. So the, 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 the thing that I think about the most, and I think this is just my you know, science, research, mind, when I see all of these promises and all of these wonderful things that Christ has done for us, that Christ has given us, and I see myself not leaving those things out, I cannot but ask myself the question, why? That's a very important question for us to ask ourselves. Why am I not reaping of all the things that God has said? And we know uh, Psalm 65, verse 2 It says, God hears and he answers prayers. It says, unto him shall all flesh come. So when I ask according to his word, he he hears me. And when he hears, He says, I will answer. That's scripture. It says, for you answer our prayers, to you all flesh will come. Amen? But how many times have you been disappointed? How many times... Have I been disappointed? And the question always for me is, Lord, but why? So today, I want to start by saying that God is for you. God loves you. God is not against you. God is not mad at you. Praise the Lord. The love of God, for as long as we are on this side of eternity, the love of God is everlasting. it doesn't run out. He, he loves you no matter what, as long as you're on this side of eternity. But when we die, the Bible says, then judgment. After death, there is, there is no arrangement for anything anymore. Now is the time to make the decision to follow and to do what is right. Brethren, I want you to know that God wants you to be successful is not the author of failure. I praise the Lord. And over this pandemic, we didn't discuss this. It's just amazing how uh, Pastor Joyce came and uh, uh, led us in prayer this morning. Over this pandemic, I know a lot of people that have changed the trajectory of their life for the better. Amen? There's someone that I know that God has given a sixth increase in their income. It means if they were making $1 before, now they are making 6 If they were making $10 before, now they are making 60 That's the kind of increase I'm talking about. I know people that have educated themselves, self-study, and changed the trajectory of their lives. Friends... Don't look at everybody and say, we are all in this pandemic together. (laughs) People are changing their lives. Amen? People are changing the story of their lives. At the peak, some of us may know this, some may not, at the peak of the economy before COVID-19 hit, the job data said there were more jobs than people looking for jobs. There was still unemployment, but there were more jobs. People were seeking to hire more people than people that were looking for jobs. You know why? They were not qualified. They were not qualified. So you have to ask yourself strategic question. What do I need to do differently? What do I need to do differently? Today, I want to talk about uh, the value of work the value of work. And one of the things I have seen is that a lot of people don't want to challenge themselves beyond their comfort zone. One of the reasons a lot of people are not making progress in life is not anybody doing you. It's not the system that is working against you. It's not because you are black. It's not because you are colored. It's not, it's none of, it's not because you have an accent. It's because you are just too comfortable in your comfort zone you are not ready to launch out. Let's read very quickly from Matthew chapter 25 from 24 to 30. Matthew 25, 24 to 30. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid if you have a hard copy Bible, Underline that. I was afraid. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servants. You can underline that as well. You wicked and lazy servants. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, you can underline that, those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. May God bless the reading of his word. I'm sure that many of us are familiar with this story. There's a story of the three servants. Uh, The Bible says the master was traveling. He was going away and as his going away gift, he gave each of them, uh, a certain number of bags of silver. He gave to one three bags, uh, five bags. He gave to another two bags, and he gave to a third one bag. The one that was given five traded with it, and it grew. It increased. Five bags became ten bags. The one that was given two worked on it, increased it. Two bags. Of silver, became four bags of silver. And the one that was given one said, I know you are a mean guy. You want to rape where you have not sown. And I was afraid. Somebody say, I was afraid. How many people are afraid this morning? Don't raise your hand. But you know, you are afraid to take that next step. But listen to this. Each of those that did something with what they were given, they got a hundred percent return. The one that was given five, traded with the five, and increased it by a hundred percent, now it has ten. The one that was given two, the same thing. The one that did nothing, guess what? Got nothing, exactly. Until you try and do something, you never know what you're going to get. You might say, oh, it's not possible. Everybody is failing. Is your name everybody? Everybody that did it did not get it. Is, are you everybody? Everyone that has attempted... You, you. Stop generalizing yourself. Amen? Stop generalizing yourself. I started by telling us that God loves us dearly. And God has our back. Yeah, God has my back. I, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind, that God has my back. So because I know God has my back, I launch forward confidently. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I will do everything within my power, everything I know to do, and if it doesn't work out, oh, too well. Oh, oh well, too bad. It didn't work out. But I will never talk myself out of my blessing. Too many people have talked themselves out of God's blessings for their lives. Amen? Amen. What I want to talk about today is the value of work. Somebody say value of work. There are many things we can talk about, but for today, I want to focus on one. One core value, which is hard work. Hard work. Friends, it will be unfair for God, to bless some people with the way they are living. It it just won't be right. Because there are other believers like yourself, they love Jesus, they are born again, they are tongue-talking, just like you. They pray just like you pray. But in addition to their prayer, they are putting leg to their belief. James said, show me your faith. And by my works, I will show you mine. It is not enough just to pray. Can you say that to your neighbor? <laughs> you can pray from morning till night and fast and do dry fast and everything fast that you can do. Unless you, you improve your value in the marketplace, nobody will mysteriously just pick you from No. There are qualified people. Every business is looking for qualified people, valuable people that can add value to their organization. And one trend that I've noticed over time now is that most organizations, when they want to hire, they hire people on contract basis. You know what they're doing? They want to test you out. So they test you over two, three, four, five months, If they see you are not (laughs) delivering, they just let you go. Praise the Lord. It costs them nothing. Amen? They sample you, and once they see that, okay, you do know what you're doing, then they transition you over. Friends, we need to improve our self-worth and value in the marketplace. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So am I. (laughs) Praise the Lord we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made is not just for Christians. I hope you know that. The creation of God is beautiful. So when the scripture says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, it's not just for us. Everything that God made, how can a, an awesome, mighty, great, majestic God make anything mediocre? We can transition and become less of what God has made us to be, that's a choice that we make by ourselves. But everything God made is excellent, beautiful, amazing, wonderful. Praise the Lord. But you, when it comes to the marketplace, I don't care how anointed you are. Nobody is going to hire you as a physician in the hospital if you don't have the requisite knowledge and certification to show for it. In fact, you even come from a foreign country. It's I, I, I'm a medical doctor. I'm from the United States of Nigeria. I <laughs> say, so, well, we don't recognize it. We have to test your knowledge and certify that what you have is legit. It's valid. So it's not... And I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not talking down on anointing or in fact in my office this morning we we're having a conversation there was one of my ministers that I had to correct one day you know he will come on the stage and talk about oh the gra- i didn't even study for that test the, the grace of god i just passed so one day i called him i said you may not have studied before the test but did you not study at other times the same material stop lying to people is it true Because they go around and say, the anointing teaches me of all things. You will fail and the Holy Ghost will comfort you. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. Please don't clap. It's the truth. That individual will fail and the Holy Spirit will be there to comfort them. You know, to encourage. It's a comforter. It will comfort you. You know, you will get over it. And then you will, your eyes will open, then you go try again and study properly. Praise the Lord. So don't let's misquote scripture and then begin to argue that scripture is not working. No, you are doing the wrong stuff. Very quickly. Hard work. Hard work produces three things very quickly that I listed here. Uh, Of course, this is not exhaustive. This is just to make a point as I move through what I want to talk about today. Number one is satisfaction. Satisfaction. One of the exciting things for me about all I do, whether in church or in the marketplace, is when I see the reward of my effort. Amen? When, when, When people come to me and say, oh, pastor, that thing you said, He ministered to me this way, and because of that, I went ahead, I did X, Y, Z, and this is the outcome. Imagine the joy. Imagine the joy. I've seen couples, marriages that was on the verge of everybody go your way. And God allows us to intervene, and we counsel with the the couple, and today they're still together, happy, living together. There's such satisfaction that you get when you put your heart into what you do. On the job, from time to time, I get a note from a teammate. I get a note from my manager saying, look, Koye, I really appreciate you when you did this. you..." You can say anything and everything about me. You can never call me lazy. I put my heart. Anything I embark upon, I put my whole heart to it. My whole heart. Now they have just given me an assignment at the region, regional level. Everybody is like, wow, thank you so much, Pastor. Thank Why would you accept a responsibility if only you are just going to be shamming? When they ask you to do it, if you don't have the capacity to do it, say, I'm sorry, my schedule is busy at this time. I cannot do it at this time. There is such reward for hard work. How do you feel Jesus is feeling, looking back now? When he came and he ministered to a bunch of people, and today you have about a billion people that identify as Christians. The reward, the joy, the satisfaction, when you have worked very hard and you see the reward of your labor. Ecclesiastes 5.12 says people who work hard sleep well." You can ask my wife. I don't have problems sleeping. If I hit the bed right now, it takes me exactly 30 seconds to sleep. Because by the time I'm hitting the bed, before I go to bed, I'm already dosing. Because I, I don't have loose time, just wasting time, just sitting around. No. You have to engage yourself in productive things. Things that will challenge your mind. Things that will challenge your thinking. As you do that, it, it, by the time nighttime comes, trust me, it, it, which insomnia? You will find a uh, uh, home some, some other place. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Number two, there is profit in hard work. Amen. There is profit in hard work. Listen to the, the uh, dictionary definition of profit. That I found, it says a profit is a financial gain, especially the difference between the amount earned and the amount spent in buying, operating, or producing something—a net gain. When you work hard, God will bless the work of your hands. That's what the scripture talks about. It says God will bless the work of your hand. Guess what? If there is nothing in your hand, what is it going to bless? Nothing. 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 You know, I figured a while back that instead of me complaining about a demon eating my money, I figured very quickly that my expenses surpasses my income. So I could do one of two things. I could cut back on my expenses or I can increase my income. That is simple logic. Stop saying, oh, the devourer is, is, well, if you are not paying tithe, maybe you have devourer to worry about. But if you are a tithe-paying individual, you have no business with devourer. Otherwise, the scriptures would not be true. The Bible says he rebukes the devourer, for our sake. That is all I need to know. That is what God has said. That is what scripture says. If there is then a problem in my finances, it cannot be, how will devourer come when God has spoken? So very quickly, I realized that the problem was not devourer or anything like that. The problem was I was not making enough money. Do you think Jeff Bezos is worried about Divara? It's not. As far as I know, it doesn't pay time. Why is Divara not eating all of his money? He makes enough. Divara will enter, eat, be fat, jump out, and look for somebody else. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Proverbs 14, verse 23. It says, work brings profit. But mere talk leads to poverty. Can we read it again? Work brings what? But mere talk. You know, there are some people, they've been planning to for like five, ten years. I'm planning to, in fact, I am planning to take the certification. I am planning to go back to school. I am planning, I am planning. They are still planning. Planning to. Talk, like they say, is cheap. Talk is cheap. It says work. Work. Work brings profit. Work brings profit? The right kind of work will bring abundant profit. God will show you the right way for you. Oh, you didn't hear that. I said God will show you the right way for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, I say wealth. Wealth. The truth is God wants you and I to be wealthy and for us to prosper. All I need to make my decisions is to know what God has said. Amen? If I know what He has said, I'm going to run with what He has said in spite of the obvious things or the obvious odds that are stacked up against me. And the reality is, there are many odds that are stacked up against us, there are many limitations. Many of us, will lack information, something as simple as that, information. The right kind of information can transform your life, just like that. Like, it's like an overnight thing, transforms your life. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Psalm 35, verse 27, I read this earlier. It said, let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who what? Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So I know that prosperity is not a sin. Back in the day, we were led to believe That poverty and holiness, they were one and the same. That if you became rich, you would lose your holiness. You know, because once you get rich, you become proud. There are are very, very poor, very proud people. Poor and very proud. Not humble. Proud. Proud. You have a need. Somebody is offering to meet that need. You have not asked them. God has laid on their hands. No, 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 no. I don't need any. (laughs) Keep on living. Keep on living. The reward of hard labor when you work hard, Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 8. And if this is, uh, 28 verse 12, I'm sorry, 28 verse 12. If this is you, you can say a good amen to it. The Lord will open his good treasure to you. The Lord will open the heavens to you. He will give you rain in your land in its season. He will bless the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of God. This is, not, this is not me trying to get your attention and make you say amen. This is scripture. This is scripture. It is important that you and I will know who we are. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Amen? God loves me. What he says I can have, I can have them. His promises to me are not teasers. He's not trying to tease me. You know, smell it. And then he takes it away. No! No, 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 no. If it is not happening yet, and notice I said yet, because it's going to happen. It's a good God. It's a good God. But there is a need for you and I to pay the price. My question for you today is are you willing, and are you ready, to pay the price? From the scripture, we see a few things. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight verse eighteen. Watch this. Deuteronomy eight eighteen. It says, "But remember, the Lord your God is the one who what makes you wealthy." <laughs> I've not seen in scripture where God made anybody poor. The Bible says Jesus, though rich, he chose to make himself poor. It was a substitutionary sacrifice he made. So if Jesus already became poor on my behalf, why am I still romancing poverty? Amen? Why? Adam Adam had the... Title did to the whole earth. You can't get richer than that. When the scripture says, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world? Adam had the whole world world, and he blew it. So scriptures are true. He blew it. Cain, Cain, the murderer. Amen. Cain, the one that God himself put a curse on his life. Cain built a city. He didn't just build a house. He didn't build a shack. He built a city. He was that wealthy, even though cursed. How about me that I'm blessed? How about me, 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 me? Adekoye, Sonny, born again, Holy Ghost filled, tongue-talking, sanctified, and everything else. The devil is a liar. Abraham, his servant, this is his servant speaking about his master. Genesis twenty four thirty five. 35. It says, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. May God bless you greatly. Yeah. He has become what? A wealthy man. May God make you wealthy. Yeah. God will show you the strategic plan for your life to be wealthy. In the name of Jesus. There is something you are missing. Look. Psychologists have said that doing the same thing, the same way, and expecting a different outcome is the exact definition of insanity. If you have done it that way for so long, and it has not gotten the kind of results that you want, why do you continue to do it? Why don't you seek the face of the Lord and say, Lord, show me the way? By training, by profession, I'm a veterinary doctor. Lectured for many years at the University of, of Ibadan. Amen. Did a lot of research. Many of my work is still published. People are copying, they are refer, referencing my research paper till this day as I speak. I came to America, joined the military. Talk about adaptability, flexibility. I was a lab technician. Adapting myself. Why? Because failure is not an option. Amen? Then became pastor. Then became scrum master. And God has been good all the way. Friends, seek the face of the Lord. He will show you the right way for you. He will show you the right way for you. Opportunities all around you. You know, there's an old saying that, no, don't let me say. I don't want to offend anybody this morning. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to jump now. I gave a few examples. Jesus was rich. Lydia was boxed up. You know, Proverbs 14 verse 24 says something. It says, wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yields only foolishness. You need, to, you need wisdom to get ahead in life. Being in the right place at the right time, talking to the right kind of people, you need that to get ahead in life. If the people you, are, you, you have surrounded yourself with right now are not helping you get ahead, look for new friends. I praise the Lord. If your friends, the friends you have now, Are the kind of friends that you sit down together and you talk about how difficult things are, "Ah, life is hard though. You know, nothing is going on. If I this COVID, everybody is that if those are the people you are, just leave them. You'll be praying for them. You know, that's the Christianly thing to do. You just pray for them. But you need new friends. New friends that will challenge you to greater heights, new friends that will challenge you to do better. In life. Why? Because there is better in your future. There is better that you can accomplish in the name of Jesus. Why are we not benefiting from these promises? Two things very quickly, and I'll close with this. Number one, a lot of people are lazy. Lazy, they are just content. But when it comes to money and finances, they believe the devil. Listen. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. I pray that God will open this scripture to you. Watch this. He says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runners don't always win the race. And the the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. Now listen to this. The wise sometimes go hungry. And listen. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Here's what the Holy Ghost showed me here. Talented people tend to be lazy. They don't want to do anything to improve on their skill. Imagine someone that is a natural, I'm always speaking on the choir, Somebody that naturally can just sing. Naturally. You didn't go to school, you didn't go, no practice, nothing. God just blessed you with a great voice. You know, there's always the tendency to say, I don't need any help. Do you understand? I don't need anybody. I got this. I can, I can sign. <laughs> I can blow. That is why it's saying that, look, the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Why? Because they just rely on their skill and talent. Uh, John Maxwell, who's uh, one of those, uh, not just a motivational speaker, is more than that. Anyway, he wrote a book. He said, talent is not enough. Yes, you know how to do it. Yes, you're good at it. But is that the best that you can do? Is there anything else you can do to improve your skill in that regard? How about a certification? How about a postgraduate? Well, we call it postgraduate. Graduate graduate degree. How about a master's degree? How about a master's something add to your knowledge? If I should ask you today, in the past two years, what have you done to add to your value in, in the past two years? What would your answer be? Are you improving on Yourself, are you catching up with the economy and the trends? Doctors have to take CE. Is it C? CME? CME. They take CME. Nursing is the same thing. If you don't practice nursing for a given time, you lose your license. If not lose, they will suspend it. Yes, Sister Evelyn. You put it on hold. If you put it on hold for three years, what will happen when you want to come back? You have to go back and do some kind of education. You have to do something. Every career requires some continuous learning from you. You have not learned anything in the past five years and you are wondering why nothing is happening. That is why it's not the devil. It's not, I'm going to tell you the secret today. It's not the devil. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's not the devil. devil. Many talented people are lazy. They are not improving themselves and therefore never reach maximum potential. Proverbs 18 and verse 9 it says, A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. You know why? Because what you have, if you don't improve on it, you are allowing it to rot. You're allowing it to rot. A lazy person is as bad as someone who de- is a vandal. That's a spirit of vandalism. That's, that scripture is not me. I like to make that clear. It's scripture. The next one is procrastination. Procrastination. I will do it tomorrow. I will do it the day after. I will do this. I will do that. You know, the Bible says the lazy he says, I can't go out, you know what, because there's a lion on the street. In the book of Proverbs, he says, I said there's a lion on the, the street, that's why I can't go out. You know what that means? For us, in our situation right now, oh, I will have done something, but there's COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. COVID has come, it will pass. After COVID, what story are you going to tell? What story am I going to tell? I say reasons why stuff don't get done. People say, "I have a lot to do. I have a lot of things, I'm overwhelmed. This may be true, but if it's true for you, on clutter, on clutter, you don't have to attend everything they invite you to. Amen. You don't have to have a oh my friend's birthday, uh-huh? Send them a gift. Amen. You attend birthday in the morning, and then you attend wedding in the afternoon, and then you attend the wedding anniversary in the evening. All day long, you just, you have to prioritize your life. The people that are accomplishing stuff, they just have 24 hours like yourself. Stop excusing yourself. Tell yourself the truth. I feel like this is too harsh. It's good. It's awesome. I don't want it to seem like you came to church and I'm flogging you. But I'm passionate. Can you see the passion? I'm passionate because I have seen great people with great skills and great talents just waste away. Little did I know how fast time is going. I used to think, oh, I'm new in America, (laughs) I'm new in America, I'm new in America. I'm 19 years in America. 19 years, I'm telling the truth, 19, 19. Almost lived, I'm telling, For those of you I only just came last year. Keep on living. (laughs) Oh, keep on living. You will find out. You will find out. And when I came, I was so hungry. my wife. Within two years that I got into this country, we bought a house. We started a business that we were renting houses. We had group home business. There was a a Cameroonian that we rented his house. He looked at me and said, when did you come to America again? I told him, are you already doing this type of thing? You are the only limitation you have. Anybody can say crap about you until you agree, it is false. The moment you agree, it becomes true about you. Let me wrap this up. Some people say I'm tired. Some people say I'm not good enough. They are comparing themselves with other people. I really don't care. I mean, I care. I care about what other people are doing. But it's not not an approval or a disapproval of the way I do my own. Does that make sense to somebody? This is the way they are doing it. I, I said, you see my wife and myself, we're two different people. When she grabs the microphone, ah, fire, fire, fire. You know, but I try sometimes, you know, but I'm, I'm just me. I'm comfortable with who I am. And you have to be comfortable with yourself. Oh, somebody is doing it different from you. Praise God. Praise God. There is success in what God has called you to do. There is great success in what God has called you to do. It may not have happened yet. It's going to happen for you. I I don't like your amen. It may not have happened yet, but you are going somewhere about to happen. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. And just thank God this morning or this afternoon rather. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.